Hey, welcome to the second episode of NGB's Destination Destiny podcast. My name is Nick Harrington and we've got a pretty special one today because we're recording this around two hours after the very first gameplay reveal of Destiny 2. I'm joined as always by my impeccable and equally as hyped Mr. Nico Di Maria. How's it going, Nico? <laughs> Not bad, thank you very much. I'm very, very excited as you might imagine. Yeah, same. Got a crap ton to go over, so we'll go straight to it. Uh, what did you think of the event, the presentation? Do you know what? The thought that came to mind was very Apple-esque. You know, the mm-hmm. different presenters for different uh, t- um, components. It was, yeah, I, I mean, I thought overall it was fantastic. I thought they did a good job of mixing in gameplay with cutscenes, with just general talking. Nothing seemed to drag for too long. No, it was, it was really a polished event, wasn't it? Um, crowd participation and stuff. Like, do you think that works, that kind of reveal? I think... At points, you know, the crowd were involved. There was, you know, they were laughing at the jokes, but there are other points when they didn't laugh and it felt a little bit awkward. We Uh, were saying this before, wasn't we? There's definitely a a sense of awkwardness to it. Yeah, especially with gamers. Um, And yeah, you know, like things that personally I thought were kind of funny, but the crowd were kind of silent. So it was, it was a mixture. I think in in terms of the crowds, I think. Um, you know, they had their moments where they were definitely excited and involved and other moments when mm, they were a little bit quiet and <laughs> made the <them laughs> presenter look a little bit silly. Yeah, because there was moments in there where they, they'd mentioned stuff like the PvP and, and little bits like this where the crowd were like, what, what does that mean? Should I, should I be celebrating that or should I be disappointed in that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they wasn't quite there with how they delivered some of the stuff. But I, overall, I was, I was really kind of psyched by what they kind of produced yeah completely agree so we'll start off with some of the story announcements um i've basically said and, and shown that there's some more story involved stuff um with four new stunning worlds to explore with new features quote unquote we've got a european dead zone um and three moons i think they said it's titan nessus and io um Correct. what do you think on the on the new planets well, you know, I'm glad that we still have Earth, you know, considering that is where we all live and breathe right now. So, but having a new section of Earth, like a new part to explore is really cool. Um, I'm still hoping just out of, I don't know, blind luck that we get to revisit some of the old areas uh, through mm-hmm. part of it. Um, it's just slightly off that. I don't know if you noticed during the gameplay, but you know where Zer sometimes appears in the tower, uh, just yeah. in front of some gates and we're always like, oh, what are behind these gates? Well, we finally know what's behind the gates because it takes us through there in that first mission. Um, so I'm quite excited to to play around that area. No, I think they're going to call out some of that older stuff, like you say, um, like I've done in Destiny 1 where they've kind of brought us back with story missions into the kind of raid yeah. areas. I think they'll probably do that again, kind of play on the nostalgia of the Destiny 1 crew a little bit and and use that as a kind of motive to drive players forward. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I think in terms of the moons, um, you know, there's some some similarities with some of the planets we've already visited, um, like Io, but, you know, it is a moon of Jupiter, um, and I believe we have visited Jupiter. So, um, you know, there's going to be some similarities uh, and Nessus as well with the Vex having taken over. Of course, we will see some of the stuff that we saw uh, in in Destiny 1 that we're sort of accustomed to. So I'm 
I'm not too surprised about that, uh, but I'm very, I, I think I'm especially excited to visit Titan because um, from what we saw, there's no like land. Um, there's, yeah. there's obviously things that you can walk on, but there's no like solid land actually there. So that should be quite, quite fun to play on. Yeah. Well, I've said it's a uh, players explore a series of golden age platforms surrounded by a rolling ocean. <laughs> yeah. Quite, quite poetically put. Um, no, I thought the, they looked really interesting, and obviously, um, graphically, it, it took a step up, and these places looked really good. Yes, definitely, definitely. It, the more interesting aspect of it for me was the the way they've kind of interwoven the the older characters into these different areas, and they've kind yes. of got a story behind it. Um, the story did look a lot better. I mean, what we can take from that at this point, we don't really know until we step into the game, but they certainly looked like there was definitely some more kind of story driven content in there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think you know, in Destiny One we had Ikora, we had um, Savala, and we had Cade just standing in the same room for the <laughs> yeah. entire game. Um, you know that, and that was it. We've already seen more out of them in in the reveal alone, uh, and you know we still have the entire of Destiny Two to to play through. So, and also just knowing that they're all going to be in different locations, and you have to bring them back together, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And the stories are great. Like the backstories are so good. Like we've seen people kind of bring it to our attention in other ways, not necessarily through the game. It'll be good to kind of get a kind of more handle on these characters within the game while we're playing the story missions. And I think if they pull that off correct, that's, that's going to be a win for them, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree. So we've got the new kind of planet areas. Uh, the way they're going to do it is going to be slightly different this time with a director, they're calling it. It's going to remove orbit, essentially, so we're not going to be backing out to that, which is <laughs> always a nice bonus. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do that regarding to disconnects and stuff like that. Like, where, where do you go or do you not go? I'm wondering if it's a bit like um, some of the like, Warhammer games where you just kind of queue up for stuff and it kind of just tells you. Um, I don't know how that's going to work exactly. Well, hopefully they just remove disconnects altogether. And we, you know, because yeah. in, in my opinion, <laughs> if you don't have enough connection to play the game, you shouldn't be in orbit. You should be no. back at the main, you know, menu start screen. Um, exactly. So, yeah, hopefully that means we won't have these issues where we're being kicked back to orbit uh, mm-hmm. like we have been in the past. Um, but no, I think it's great. You know, I think it, it just, I think they said in their, their VT, you know, they're, removing obstacles you know they're, they're taking away steps to get to other things and and if it just means all right well i'll meet you where you are as opposed to okay let's meet in orbit it's just you know you don't have to wait for someone to get back to orbit you just yeah or or you just plan to meet where you want to meet and and you do it that way but um i think you know from what i could see you pull up your ghost uh and then from your ghost you go to the director and then you choose where you're going to go from there just like you do now so, which is what I thought they probably wanted to do with Destiny One, but because of the way it was kind of released and that kind of schedule, I don't, I don't think it worked out quite as they wanted it to. Uh, maybe doing it this time round, they are that's kind of what they wanted. Um, they've said uh, the actual text they've provided us with is um, your guide throughout Destiny Two in your search for adventures um, is the director. It's basically providing new stuff such as lost sectors, uh, new public events, um, so ba- players can. Basically, pick a landing zone, explore, and seamlessly jump into activities in game. So, yeah, I mean, that does sound kind of cool. And I think with the planetary stuff, doing 
more in that area. Um, see, they've got like stuff like Lost Sectors, which says it's um, scattered enemy dungeon layers throughout the world, which I think pretty sure they said on stream involved some bosses as well, and you can get some treasure and loot. Yes. So it's kind of almost like yeah. old school MMO dungeon crawling kind of stuff, which is really yeah. cool. I'm really looking forward to being able to do that. Um, we've got the public events as well yeah. and smaller missions. It says it's calling Adventures self-contained stories for players to learn more about Destiny 2 Universe. Again, kind of building on that extra story stuff that we want to be hearing about. Um, are you looking forward to that more planetary oh, kind of exploring? Very much so. Very much so. Uh, one thing I do quickly want to go back to on the, the director, there are going to be points where we're sitting in an orbit-like state. I don't know if you remember seeing in one of the videos they showed when you're queuing up for Crucible or a raid, um, I believe that's probably going to be like the guided, um, what was that called? We'll get to this a little bit later, but the guided games yeah. Um, yeah. alongside then normal Crucible games where you're actually being match made. There is like an orbit-like state where you are in your ship like you currently yeah. are now. And um, it'll be interesting to see how they implement that considering they're taking away orbit. But just going back to what you were saying about adventures, I think it's an entirely different aspect of the game. You know, we could always go and patrol, and, you know, there were some reasons to patrol, mainly gathering materials, uh, sword grinding, if you remember those missions, you know, getting uh, all oh the yes, different God, materials yes. for swords. That, and then, you know, um, quests that we were given to do specific patrols. But other than that, I wasn't in patrols other than to go to Archon's Forge or Court of Oryx. Um, no. those were the main things so knowing that there are going to be like side missions that you find whilst roaming around in these free areas and and areas like the lost sectors that you can explore that's really exciting that is uh that's you know something completely different we didn't have in destiny one that i'm very excited about and the next kind of major announcement that i've given us um the clan and matchmaking stuff and like the guided games that you were talking about briefly a second ago yes. um doing all that adventures as a group and basically what they're saying all the stuff you do in the game will count towards your clan once you've built it so being able to do yes. that as a group and actually mean count to something i think is a really good idea yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean the only advantage of being in a clan previously was that you could see who was online quickly um mm -hmm. in in the menu and that was it so now to actually think you have the opportunity to earn rewards by playing with your friends. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And they've said we can have um, our own official banners as well, which is pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, they want to do this social aspect to the game. And I think this is a really good move in that direction. Yeah, 100%. And, I, you know, you recently joined my clan and um, you can attest to the pain in the backside that that was. You know, <laughs> yeah, I had that was to not send easy. you an invite to my group, then you had to log on to Bungie.net and you had to accept the invitation to the group, then you had to find the clan, then you had to request to join the clan. It, it's too many <laughs> steps, you know, it, it, it becomes a boundary. Yeah, it's just an absolute challenge. Yeah, exactly. So with the guided games, it's basically a new feature that brings solo players and clan communities together to play Destiny 2's most challenging activities, including raids, trials and nightfall strikes. So basically, if you wanted to play solo, it's, it's essentially matchmaking in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you think it's going to make much difference? Because obviously you can close your clan, can't you? You don't have to opt in for this if you don't want to. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's it's essentially LFG in the game, isn't it? So again, you, you will know this, but but listeners may not. When we do look for Guardians on, on an LFG, 
looking for guardians. We always put down, or at least I always put down, friendly team, no shouting, that kind of stuff, because there's too many people who are looking for just best players and aren't willing to give anyone else a, a chance. No. If you can reflect that, which I believe you can, when you put your, your clan open, um, you know, then people can look and see, you know, okay, well, these guys are tryhards. I don't want to play with them. Oh, these guys might shout at me. I don't want to play at them. Oh, this team say they're friendly and, and they're, you know, they're, they're not about shouting at people if they make mistakes. Cool, I'm going to go with them. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea because it does give you the option to be able to do these things without having to go to a third party. Like we was, you know, we've spoken about this before in the past. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the reason they said that this wasn't happening in the first place was because they wanted people to to find the right people to join their raid and have that communication. I mean, people are going to be joining this playing devil's advocate without a microphone. Mm. Um, do you think it's just going to lead to people going to these LFG sites anyway to avoid getting someone they might not necessarily want in, in the group? Mm. I do think that that is that would be an issue. I think a key part of playing these games, raids um, and trials especially, is you need to be able to communicate. And if yep. you can't communicate, then you lose a really vital facet. So I hope that they have some filters available in, in guided games and it's not just you're open, anyone can come through. If you're able to filter it by you know a certain degree, that would make things a lot easier. You know, like as much as like I say, we are friendly players, etc. We're not going to shout at you. You don't have a mic. We can't shout at you anyway because we can't no. hear you. So you know, we we need. You're not going to do well without that type of communication. I think the mic is key. To be honest with you, yeah, and it's probably still going to be preferable to some extent just to have your own group i think um yes. but it's a nice option to have in there i think it's kind of in between matchmaking and the lfg isn't it so it's kind of a nice yeah. compromise yeah. and hopefully that'll work out well because they're right in the sense that it is a social game and the best content does come from when you're playing with other players so having this work in the right way is really important i think yeah what will be interesting to see is how they implement it say when we're already in a raid and then someone has mm-hmm. to leave yeah. Do you know we just wait until someone comes, or is there some kind of option where we can look for a player? You know, that would be the interesting, the interesting part. So I'm looking forward to seeing more about that. Yeah, and I'm assuming you can just invite people in the normal way through the menu. Yes. So it's yeah. it's an added option rather than a, something people have to engage in. I did yeah, like exactly. the messages you can leave on your group. It's like an advert for yourself, isn't it? That's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, that is that is cool. Like I said, it helps define how you present yourself to other people. So yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that and actually making the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. So I've confirmed strikes, raids and trials. So we know they're all going to be there. Um, the yeah. story campaign, obviously, with all the patrols, lost sectors, quests and public events. What about Crucible? What was your kind of general outtake from what they showed at the event today? Well, obviously, they didn't show any gameplay of Crucible, but from what they told us, you know, we know about a new map and a new mode. And I believe, and you know, from from the fact sheet that we have, um, it does say competitive 4v4 PvP. Yeah. It doesn't mention 6v6 anymore. And to be honest with you, if it's if it's only 4v4, I will be quite disappointed. You know, it, yeah. it will be too much like Trials, essentially. 
like in in the feel of it yeah it does seem quite a strange one i think that was one of the points that was made during the event where he announced it with this big furore about it and everyone was like oh okay (laughs) well can we only do 4v4 but i think the way they've run out it probably is only 4v4 gameplay what they've done is maybe try to make it a bit more tactical i suppose a 6-6 can be quite chaotic, I suppose. I'm, I'm not really yeah. sure why, why they've kind of reduced it, but I'm sure they've got reasons. And maybe they'll increase it eventually, but mm-hmm. what we've heard from it so far is that it's probably just going to be 4v4 across all the PvP game modes. Yeah. The problem I have with that is, especially you know, when you are in a clan and you have six people in your fire team, exactly, um, yeah. you know, you're going to do a raid and you go, oh, let's let's warm up, let's do a PvP game. You know, there's loads of times when that's happened. You know, I don't want to have to say, all right, two of you go away if we want to play PvP and then do a raid later and then come back. You know, it it's, doesn't make sense to limit. You know, I, 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 I honestly believe that six across the board was the best way of doing it. I, I think we should have had six for patrols, but for, you know, strikes and nightfalls, I understand why mm-hmm. three. But for everything else... um. Oh, and trials, obviously. But for everything else, I felt like six was a good number because that was the max you could have. Now you're saying yeah. the only time you can have six people is in a raid. And, you know, they've not mentioned any changes to just general going around. Um, but if there's no orbit, I mean, just using logic, potentially you could have six people. There's some questions to be asked there. Even the patrols, they haven't really mentioned the player limit on that, have they? No. I'm wondering if... Maybe this 4v4 is something to improve the connections or maybe they just can't handle that many players on the map. I mean, you play games like Battlefield and they reduce it for consoles and maybe it's just something to do with that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I think we'll we'll see over time. Hopefully we can get some answers from the guys who are over at the event. Um, They'll be having interviews with Deej and, and the developers, so it'll be interesting to see what information we can get from that. Yeah. Sort of moving on to the actual game mode itself... It's an interesting one because it kind of sounds like what's the mode we currently have where you you have to stand by something for a little bit of time. I can't remember the name off the top of my head because I... Oh, uh, Salvage. Salvage, yeah. It kind of sounds like Salvage. Obviously, it's slightly different, but it's an attack defense-based mode. So in terms of what this is, Countdown, um, new competitive mode where players spawn either offense or defense. And when the round ends, you swap sides and roll. So yeah. But the goal is to plant a bomb in the enemy base and then defend it until it explodes. Each round is worth one point. First team to six wins. To revive a teammate, you must use a revived token. So that's quite interesting. And power weapon ammo is only granted to the one player who pulls it. So there's some interesting facts there. Yeah, and we should probably mention that the power weapon is a combination of what we know as the special and the heavy slots now. Is that right? Yeah, essentially, I think they're going to separate some of the special weapons out because I, from a screenshot I saw earlier, there was a sidearm which was in the kinetic spot, which is replacing primary. But snipers and I believe shotguns are going to be in that power weapon because they are those weapons that do the, the mega damage. Yeah, and this kind of mode sounds like it could be similar to something like Rift and, like you say, Salvage, where it's probably not the bread and butter of Crucible. It's probably going to be kind of stuff that people dab in and out of, or if it's like a weekly featured Crucible match, people will dive into it then, but it's probably not going to kind of be dominating the list. No, but it would be very interesting if uh, the revives and the power weapon ammo features go to Trials. 
mm-hmm. revive tokens and you know the ammo only going to the one person who pulls it that's quite an interesting uh thought yeah with kind of revive token mechanic um doing trials with that that would be completely different game mode wasn't it yeah essentially and yeah I, I, you know you'd have to be very tactical in who you revive and who you don't <laughs> yeah. i'd just be like don't don't revive me revive the other guy please yeah kind of um <laughs> yeah it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out i'm i'm very much looking forward to seeing the gameplay footage of the countdown mode so we should hopefully see that within the next 24 hours i think these guys who are at the event are going to be you know super super quick with it so yeah as soon as i can get a chance i'll be watching as much of this as possible yeah, absolutely. And I've got a few tweets here that's been coming out of the event. Um, obviously, this is just hearsay that it's not confirmed, so we can't we can't tell you this is actual fact. But there's some interesting ones, nevertheless. One of them is the slam um, is now yes. a roaming super, and you can use that multiple times apparently. So that's interesting. Yeah. So it looks like you know when you first when we first saw the gameplay, there were three slots for abilities now. Uh, yeah. You know, away from the super, so you know, uh, melee grenade and now what people are calling a roaming super. I've seen a few defense-based ones, like uh, the warlock in the gameplay had had like a shield that she put up. I think you can also... Yeah, the slam is one of them. So oh, I'm assuming the slam is, is from that slot. So uh, yeah, that changes the way you play the game completely. Totally, yeah. The subclasses and the main classes themselves, they haven't really changed a great deal, have they? The supers have changed slightly, but we've still got the three, yeah. three Warlock, Hunter and Titan. And you you imagine they'll release some new stuff eventually down the line for, for expansions and stuff. And so there's another one that's come out that says supers can take elemental damage. Basically, if you've got an arc weapon, it will hurt someone who's pulled their arc super a lot more than regular damage would, which is interesting. Oh, wow be very interesting uh yeah, that would make people think again well i mean you're gonna have this what was it called energy slot energy weapon slot which i believe is going to be basically you know replacing the, the special weapon you know you can have the same weapons as your kinetic weapon but with an elemental damage and that kind of stuff is going to change the mechanic of stuff like trials again because yeah. you're going to be looking at the opposite team um and thinking well if i equip this weapon it's going to be better defense against yeah. this super kind makes of thing, it relevant so. Exactly, yeah. Um, another tweet that's come through is probably a good one for everyone involved is that sticky grenades are not one-hit kills anymore. Ah, no more self-res warlocks flying around. Yes. I mean, God knows if that's even still in the game, but yeah, those uh, fusion grenades were infuriating slash very tactical when we use them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and as I say, we don't know if this is exactly true or not. It's just tweets that are coming out of the event now. We can only take it with a pinch of salt, but hopefully um, stuff like that is true because I think that will improve the game a great deal. Yeah. Um, we also had those the tweets about whether the game was 60 frames per second on PlayStation or not. We can confirm that on PC, the frame rate is uncapped. So yeah. that much we can confirm. That that's straight from Activision, uh, in in that fact sheet that they sent us. But yeah, we don't have any confirmed information on the PS4 or PS4 Pro uh, on whether it's going to be thirty or sixty just yet. It's been conflicting coming out. Uh, some people say developers have said it's sixty. Other people have said, oh, it's running at thirty at the event. So potentially it's running at thirty now, but in time for release it'll be running you know at sixty frames per second. 
Yeah. And the other stuff, the uh, PC, just rolling these off is 4K resolution. The uncapped frame, like you've said, it's got full mouse keyboard support with custom key mapping. Um, that's quite cool for PC users. Uh, we'll have text chat, adjustable field of view, and PC setting screen detailed. Um, so, yeah, the PC users are going to get a little bit of a bonus. But I just, I don't know, again, I don't know how true this is, but there was stuff coming out of some um, Twitch streams that I was watching earlier that the PC version may be delayed. Um, I say don't quote me on that, but that'll be disappointing if if it does. I don't know why they do it either, but you know, just hearsay. Yeah, just hearsay. I'd be surprised if that was the case, and we were hearing about it today. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like anyone who would know about that would not have let that slip today. It just seems like a strange time to to put that out. Yeah, and I think that'll upset a lot of people as well. I think. Yeah. I mean, especially streamers because. They're all going PC, aren't they? So that will be interesting to see if that's true or not. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the only thing they I can think of that they didn't really bring to our attention, which we were kind of hoping them to, would be the cross-save stuff between the PS4 and PC and Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if it was there, they'd have said it. Yeah, that's never a good sign, is it? Because yeah. I suppose if there's something to do with the PC version not coming out quite as soon... um. You know, maybe they're holding that kind of stuff back. I don't know. Yeah, potentially. But hopefully, fingers crossed, we can still have that because I think that'll be an excellent way to uh, improve the player base as well. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of bits I'm just going to quickly go over as well. The things that I spotted just mm-hmm. from looking over the, the launch trailer, some of the vid docs that they released out as well. We've got some new weapons. Um, grenade launchers are in the game. So that's mm-hmm. a new power weapon. I can't remember the name of it, but there was an exotic that didn't make it into the Taken King, like a volley rocket um, launcher. Um, <laughs> I think you know most people will, will know what I'm talking about. That's in that's in the game. We've seen it. Um, you know, there's a screenshot in in the trailer of uh, Hunter holding it, which looks really cool. Looking at sort of the character screen, intellect, discipline, strength seems to have been replaced overall by armor, agility, recovery. Just from what I can see, um, it looks like that's no longer a subclass specific set of stats. That's just an overall. It also appears to be a new type of currency. It's like some some purple uh, crystals are now showing on the screen next to your glimmer. Yeah, I saw that. That's a strange yeah. one. But they changed currency so much in the last few years. I'm never really sure what's yeah, going on with that. But hopefully that will stick this time. Um, something else to to note is on the grenade launcher there's a node that says no weapon mod is applied now i don't know if that's an ornament Hmm. or if i mean this is a legendary weapon as well to bear in mind or if this is you know potentially you can customize your weapons uh based on perks that you can buy now that would be really cool um i don't know What, what do you think about that I mean, that's what we were talking a little bit about last week, wasn't it? Where I wanted it to kind of go a bit more kind of MMO direction and having the kind of customizable stuff for your guns and your armor. Um, If they do have that kind of stuff, I think that'd be really cool. I think when it launched Destiny 1, there was this problem where everyone looked the same and everyone had the same kind of weapons. I know we do have that a little bit now with the same weapons and the kind of way the meta's gone. But I think if they do that right, um, that could be really cool. Just be able to separate yourself a little bit from the person next to you. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, completely agree. I, I hope that it is the case. It looks like it might be. You know, that is an official screenshot. It's not. There's not a leaked one. That is, you know, straight from from them. 
um, mm-hmm. a couple of other things, uh, vehicles. So there were a couple of shots of tanks in the trailer. Uh, sorry, not in the trailer, in yeah. one of the vid docs, showing you shooting enemies whilst in a tank. So not just sparrows, um, not just, you know, the the fallen version of a sparrow. Uh, there is, it looks like there's some genuine uh, vehicles, closed up vehicles that could do some real damage. So um, that's pretty cool. Because we got to see the first kind of inventory screen, didn't we? But did we see the second one with like the sparrow and you no. know, where the shaders kind of normally, we didn't no, see we that, did we? know? No. be interesting to see what's on there. I'm sure there's a lot more stuff on there that we're probably different than this year's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, emotes etc there's a there's a a lot of stuff that you can configure in that menu so it'd be interesting to see if they've changed anything or if it's all the same something Mm -hmm. else that i noticed um there were fallen and hive style enemies in in these videos as well so there was a what looked like a fallen enemy almost had like bright blue bug eyes uh that was just in one shot and then there also looked like what was a hive knight but again slightly different um so I don't know if these are like variations of them that we might see, uh, you know, later on. So, yeah, I'm just hoping to see some new enemy types um, aside from the ones kind of that we had in the first Destiny and variations of them. But hopefully we'll see them along the line, maybe in the Osiris or um, Rasputin expansions, really. Um, so we'll move on to some questions now i think we've called most spaces and we should say there's going to be a ton of details coming out over the next few days which we will probably kind of analyze and get to on the next podcast but we'll leave that there for now um first question is from at rage 06 what character will you start with nico so i have it's it's not actually the character i have the most fun with but it's a character i have like the the closest affinity with the first character i started destiny one with was a was a titan so um i kind of feel loyalty towards titans and i think i kind of have to stick with that for now however i can see myself creating three characters straight off the bat um yeah. and not really wasting time because there's only going to be so many activities to do you know in that first week for each character if as long as they're still doing weekly style stuff i want to do mm-hmm. them on, on every character do you think they'll still give us three slots? Because we didn't see any character creation at all, did we? We didn't, but I'd be very surprised if they sort of made us choose one of the three mm-hmm. instead of giving us the option to go for all three. Um, yeah. You know, one of my favorite things is having that um, having that versatility yeah. to swap and change as I see fit, you know, for, for different modes, for different raids. Exactly, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd be very upset if they took that away from us. Yeah. Um, what about you? Maybe, maybe they'll give us six, hopefully. <laughs> Ooh, but anyway, I'd go with Hunter because it's probably not even my favourite character I've used. Probably Titan, especially towards the end where they've just been crazy. Titan skating's gone, by the way, apparently. From And that's another tweet, yes, but we'll, we'll go. I did about that. <laughs> but yeah, I think Hunter probably because I just... The archetype of that kind of character, the kind of stealthy look, and, and I've always gone for that in games, so I'll probably just start on Hunter and work my way into the others, like I did with Destiny 1. So yeah, that's probably one for me to start with. Um, another question, which I don't know the answer to, was a question from at ManicMan69. Uh, was there any 4K HDR support for PS4 Pro? Did you catch any of that? Nothing was announced. Um, that's, that is the official answer to that. I would be very surprised if there wasn't considering the hoopla they were making about their partnership with Sony. 
and all the PS4 Pros that this would be played on. So um, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't any. Also, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for one second because I've just seen some very interesting news that yep. I kind of feel like we need to talk about. Um, so something I noticed earlier on was that there were two slots for subclasses and um, it looks like we can confirm the original subclasses, Striker Titan, Gunslinger, and uh, what's the Warlocks? Nova, well, the one where it's Nova Bomb for the Super. Oh, yeah, they look like they're all in because oh. there have been some screenshots posted of the uh, subclass uh, upgrade screens. Okay. Um, they've been completely redesigned uh, and they look to be done in three to four different ways, but I can see them for Gunslinger and Striker. Uh, so, yeah, looks like they are still in the game. So, sorry. <laughs> I imagine they probably would add them in some form or another. Um, I mean, what we saw... In the gameplay, there was a blade dance as such, but it didn't quite look like a blade dance, did it? Yeah, so that was, you know, that was the new subclass. Um, that was called it's like an Arc, Arc something. Strider. Yeah, that's Arc one, yeah. Strider. So um, <laughs> very similar. Because right? yeah. it, it would be nice if you could throw the spear that he has in his hand. That would make it slightly different to, to the Arc Blade. But otherwise, it is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's even similar in name. And, and also, maybe that makes more sense to the roaming Striker Titan, uh, the roaming Fist of Havoc. In that, okay, maybe it's not that third ability that we, that we were thinking. Maybe that's how the super is now. In that you can do multiple slams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's that's, that's interesting. Um, you know, I'm quite I'm quite happy to see them still in the game. And on that subject, at Dave seven nine seven has asked, which new subclass did you like the most? The one I liked the most was the warlock, and that's because I have a fetish for swords. Um, <laughs> So this was the one where he jumped uh, yeah. in the air and threw swords down, wasn't it? While he was yes. hovering in the air. Yeah. I'd probably so, agree, yeah. Yeah. It looks like the supers look a lot more diverse, you know, in that they're not just jumping in the air, firing off a Nova, or you're, if you pop a blade, you can only hit them one by one. You know, the Titan super, you can use the shield as a shield, and you can also use it to throw at people, and you can also use it to just hit them with. You know, it's yep. three different ways of using your super. The Warlock one, you can, again, just, just hit them with it, like a melee attack with, with a sword, or you can jump in the air and fire them off, or you can do a slam with it. You know, so again, three different ways, and we didn't see as much of the Arc Blade, um, not the Arc Blade, ooh, <laughs> of the Arc Strider. <laughs> we didn't see as much of that, but I'm assuming there's just as many ways to use your super. So it's, you know, it's it gives a lot more variation to how you, you use it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm really pleased about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. So we've got one more question from at Stephen Organ. I think that's correct. And they're asking about Battle.net and not Steam. Discuss. Um, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are very limited as a console <laughs> master race. From everything I understand, or rather from, from our conversations today, um, Battle.net is the perfect place for it. Steam, from what I understand, is you know, like the more mainstream type of place, but for this type of game, it sounds like Battle.net would be the better better spot. What, what do you think? I mean, I think Blizzard are a good fit. I mean, I know they've had some dealings originally with Destiny, so it doesn't surprise me that they've gone that route. Um, Steam is a very good platform, and it's a more prevalent one for most games, but 
I think separating themselves from it and having almost their own front page because Blizzard will make a big deal of this like when you land on that site it will be Destiny 2 as well when you go to Steam you're competing with every other game ever made so I think this is good for the game in that sense and Origin do as well I mean they have all their own games so it's not like unfounded that it's not on Steam and Battle.net's really good and Blizzard really solid I mean everything they touch seems to turn to gold so it doesn't surprise me I think it's fine I'm sure there's some people will be upset by it but it's really not a big deal for me yeah well I wanted to ask you before we went your overall impression of everything that we've seen today are you happy or or is there anything sort of been left uh, to be desired Well, I think there's still some questions to be asked, but as far as the reveal and the kind of new stuff we saw, I mean, the game looks amazing, doesn't it? I mean, the graphics-wise, that's definitely a a major step up from what we've seen before. Some people are probably going to say it doesn't look different enough, but for me, I didn't want too much change. I mean, you want to Mm. keep the core of Destiny as it is, because that's why we love and played it so much. So you you don't want to change that too much. Um, but the changes that have been made, a lot of the matchmaking stuff, um, I think is good. The clan stuff is good. If they can deliver on the story stuff, that'll be perfect because that's really what was the main crux of the problem with Destiny 1 um, for a lot of people, especially solo players going into it. There wasn't enough story. There was deep enough. You didn't care about the characters enough. So if they can do that and pull that off, which they've kind of hinted going that direction, but because we don't know the finer details of it and probably won't until we get into the game itself, we we don't really know exactly how that's going to pan out. But overall, I thought the event was really good. Um, Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you were saying. I didn't want the game to be too different. I still wanted it to be the game that I know and love, but improved, you know. Um, So I'm happy with, with how it's turned out. Okay, cool. So that probably wraps it up for this one. I'm sure over the coming days we're going to be hearing a lot more stuff coming from the event, so we're going to have plenty to talk about in the next podcast. But before we go, we should mention we've got the first of our community-focused articles up on the NGB site featuring some brilliant stuff from designer David Reese. You'll find that as well as all our podcast content and other general gaming content over at nextgengamingblog.com. Nico, it's been good to hear from you as always. It has been awesome. So where can people find you online? My Twitter handle is NicoDeMaria underscore. Uh, yeah, try and spell that if you can. <laughs> yeah. You can find me at NickJH82. And once again, cheers, Nico, for coming on. Thank you very much, dude. Um, I think we're all very excited for the game and I can't wait to get back on the podcast and talk about it some more. Cool. So that wraps it up. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you could like, subscribe and share, that would be amazing. Um, And we'll catch you next time. See you later.